You are Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. Fantasy football all day, every day. What is up? Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. It is Monday, November 19th. Willie and Derek here from Fantasy Football 24-7. You can find me on Twitter at WillieFF247. Hit up Derek at Debro underscore FFB and find us on the main page at FFB underscore 247. On today's show, we will talk some week 11 studs and duds. And like we always do on Mondays, man, we're going to preview tonight's amazing game. Debro, I know how you're feeling, man. Saints are just out here whooping asses. I wish I could join you, but you know my bolts. Loss of those donkeys. How goes it, brother? Oh, my gosh, man. And I saw that late loss, and I felt so horrible for you, dude. But at the same time, after the Saints game, (laughs) I was freaking out. I'm losing my mind, man. I was running around the house. The pants were off, and I was just screaming, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. It was awesome. Hopefully your uh, soldier, uh, you know, stood at ease. I'll just leave it, leave it right there. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get rocking, man. Before we do, don't forget to get entered to win that signed Earl Campbell Hall of Fame edition jersey. All you have to do to enter to win is rate and review us on iTunes. Be sure to leave your Twitter handle or your email in your review so we can get a hold of you. And we're going to be giving that thing away in no time. All right, man. We're going to start things off with the Week 11 studs. Current top 10, T.Y. Hilton at the one spot, Saquon Barkley, Zeke the Freak, Traquan Smith, Drew Brees, Mike Evans, D.J. Moore, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and Phillip Lindsey rounding out, out the top 10 as we sit right now. Talk to me, man. Who's the first guy you want to talk about? The guy that got to get in here, man, is Carrion Johnson. Right now walking into um, you know Monday Night Action, uh, he is RB12 on the week. And this is a dude who we've all talked about it. Basically, his brother from another mother, Aaron Jones, they're both riding in the same truck, like just performing when they get the ball, but not getting it enough. But this guy has been taken over the last few weeks. Top 24 running back in four of his last five games. Three of those as an RB1. And in this game, 17 touches, 97 yards, and another touchdown. I mean, for a guy that we've talked about being a committee, I mean, and – as he was coming out of, you know, college and in the NFL and stuff, the whole thing that you had heard, and even out of on Johnson's own mouth, was, oh, he's a committee back and stuff. Dude, for a committee back, this dude has had five or more targets in three of the last four games. And the awesome thing about that, 80.9% catch rate. So he's playing all three downs. He played more snaps than Theo Riddick. They're kind of canceling Blunt out. I love some carry on Johnson. Yeah, dude, like you said, the dude is just a freak. As soon as he touches the ball, man, you know he's going to produce. Super efficient, man. I was I was uh, not as high as I should have been coming out of, uh, you know, when we, when we were in uh, offseason talking dynasty rankings and, and evaluating this running back class, he slipped through the cracks in terms of uh, – Obviously, we knew who the dude was, but I just I didn't have him uh, as high as I should. Next guy I want to talk about, dude, Traquan Smith. Man, he what he did was he confirmed that he was in fact he must have been playing himself in fantasy uh, last week when he put up zero fantasy points. Hopefully, you did not bench this dude because he followed that up this week by going 
off, man, in the form of 10 receptions, 157 yards and a touchdown, 31 fantasy points, recorded the fifth most air yards among wide receivers in week 11. Currently the wide receiver number two on the week, saw a team high 13 targets. Oh, if you're a guy that uh, decided to park him on the bench, I apologize because you cannot do that, especially, I mean, Des Bryant, even if he would have stole a little bit of, uh, of of eye candy in terms of targets. This is the number two receiver on this offense that is just rolling. And, and luckily, you know, I wasn't dumb enough to bench this dude in any of my lineups, and he came up big uh, because I started a couple of these duds that we'll talk about later on, dude. But who, who's the next guy on your studs list? Next guy on my stud list, man, another rookie, DJ Moore. Eight targets, seven catches, 157, and a touchdown Currently wide receiver four on the week. And this is just, look, it's another week. And another team torching the Lions secondary. The only question, I'd love DJ Moore in this matchup coming into the week, but you just didn't know, was it going to be him? Was it going to be Curtis Samuel? Like, who was going to be the guy that was going to absolutely just light them on fire? And it was DJ Moore in this one. And if you got him, you got to be feeling good the rest of the season. Week 12, Seattle. Week 13, Tampa Bay. 14, he gets the Browns. 15, the Saints. And then championship week, he gets the Falcons. All of those matchups are top 12 in terms of fantasy points, the most allowed to wide receivers. So you got to be loving DJ Moore. And if you picked him up and you're playing him, he's probably a wide receiver three or a flex for you. So that type of upside can win you some weeks. Yeah, his only his only crutch is is you know the offense he plays on in terms of you know they don't throw the ball an absolute ton and and we know that Cam he has he just hasn't seen you know massive target shares. Look at the dude when he gets targeted, man. He there's a reason why this guy was drafted in the first round. Uh, the talent is is he was, it was on full display today, dude. He had some amazing catches. He's a monster in the open field. It's just fun to see him getting involved and you see what happens when they get this guy involved. He's just, he he's fire, man. You got to keep him a, a, as a key part of this offense. When you already have somebody like a Christian McCaffrey to worry about DJ Moore, he's just so electric in terms of, we know Devin Funches is the beast, but they're, they're just, they're different breeds, man. All right. On to my next guy, Lamar Jackson got his first career start. And look, I know his 15 fantasy points. You're saying that that, that doesn't qualify for stud status, but it does because it showed us his high floor in, in, in this game, in my opinion. Uh, dude only threw the ball 19 times for 150 yards, no touchdown, did throw an interception. But, look, everyone has talked about this guy's you know, potential in terms of having a high floor due to his rushing ability, and he did not disappoint in that category. End of the day with 27 rush attempts. Man, I had to, I had to double-check, thought that I was – that I was seeing something wrong. I was 27 rush attempts for 117 yards. <laughs> and look, I know Flacco's status is up in the air, but I really hope regardless that the Ravens continue to roll with Jackson. If he, they do, uh, this guy's remaining schedule is amazing in terms of the defenses he's going to see that have given up fantasy production to opposing quarterbacks starting next week. I pray that he gets to start against the Oakland Raiders because if he does, dude, absolutely cute quarterback one ranking for me in terms of you know a top 12 ranking next week with that ceiling is it's just as high as you can get man when we're looking at somebody that can 
rush the ball for 27 times? Like, when's the last time have we have you can you think of a time that's happened? Because I'd have to go and check, but nope. 27 rush attempts. No, dude, I can I, I mean, even like Cam, Tebow, all these running, hell, even Vic. I've never heard of a week where a quarterback ran it 27 times. I even put a tweet out about that. I was like, eh? like, I, I didn't believe it. I thought there was something wrong. Like, I kept refreshing it and going back to it, closing it out, coming back to the box score. And I was like, uh, no, that's that's real. All right. And look, we saw the the bump in the rushing attack that we expected. It just wasn't from the guy we expected. We saw Gus Edwards go off because, man, Lamar Miller, you just saw every single time this dude was dropping back, the defense was just praying that they could get him down to the ground because he was going all over the place. It's fun, man. It, it was just exciting to finally see him get out there. Um, like I said, I think this really is his floor. He is a much better passer uh, than he was given credit, in my opinion. Uh, I'm just pumped. I hope this thing keeps rolling, dude. You can't. I, I don't just want a taste, man. I want. I want them to unleash the beach. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I absolutely agree, man. And and I would love it, like especially the more you see, like what, like Ty Montgomery possibly get involved in this offense and stuff, and then get some like some easy looks for him as a passer. I just I I had him as a mid QB two this week only because. You knew that the rushing ability was there. That was a given. Like, he could have, like, nine rushes and come up with 100 yards just based off of his rushing ability alone. But I, I didn't know what to expect out of him as a passer, and that's the only reason I had him as a QB, too. But this if, he, if he's a starter moving forward, which you know Flacco is not the future of the franchise. It's Lamar Jackson. Let him play. Well, and and real quick before we move on, I mean, coming into this game, there was, I mean, it was a huge secret in terms of what the Ravens were going to do, and that kind of led into kind of my, you know, I kept them on my bench and started Dak because we didn't know if RG3 was going to be in there splitting reps, and we heard all this talk. No, it it was all Lamar Jackson. He was the only one that took any uh, passing attempts, so that's what I needed to see to be able to now start him with confidence knowing that they – if he does start, won't be trying to get cute with the RG3 thing. All right, man, let's move on. Before we do, let's talk about my bookie. Lay down some cash and win big today. We are urging you guys to make your way over to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, yes, that is us. You can even bet the over and under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, dude. Time to flip it over to the shit show. Who made your first dud <laughs> on your list? <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe <laughs> to start Corey Davis, he crapped the bed. And it wasn't just his fault, man. I'm not going to hate on Corey Davis because, look, I pumped him up. I started him everywhere in DFS this week. Felt great about it. Four targets, only two catches, and 30 yards. And all of that happened when the Lego man, the glass man himself, Marcus Mariota, was under center. And then he got hurt again. And the absolute craptastic mess 
that happens to be able to throw a football at times. That is Blaine Gabbert was then under center and Corey Davis saw nothing, nothing, nada, zilch. Eh. Coming off a, a game where Corey Davis manhandled Stephon Gilmore to seven, one twenty-five, and a touchdown felt great about this week. He was going to be matching up with Harrison for the Colts and who has been beatable all season. But holy crap, you, you you can't pick out these injuries. They happen, man. And it sucks because a guy like, especially like Corey Davis, it's not going to be used as just, just like five yards and check down option. And, and oh my God, I'm scared. Let me throw the ball. Oh, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm Blaine Gabbard and I suck. Like Corey Davis, man, you got to be parking him on the bench and unless Marcus Mariota is back under center. And and the other part about that is healthy because we've seen the splits and when he's healthy-ish and when he's not, and it's bad for Corey Davis, even if Mariota is under center and he's not healthy, Corey Davis, crap with bad Mariota. Healthy Mariota, good Corey Davis. So it's rough, dude. Yeah, you know that I am all aboard that train. Look, uh, before, you know, last week when, oh, when, when I made a trade, the train. it was, you oh. know, Corey Davis and the next guy on my list that I traded for and gave up big value because I believed in these oh. guys not only this week but moving forward. He craps a bed. The next guy, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's the guy on my list, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> not oh, only – not only did I start this guy, but I gave up a lot, like I said, specifically because I loved him this week, and I'm it's close. There's a five-way tie um, at the top. One guy's one game ahead, so it's, you know, it, it, it's go big. I needed some some help. It's, you know, multi, three flex spot. Anyways, I traded. He ends the day with one point, dude. I mean, you saw me tweeting about it. <laughs> it's oh, just like at halftime, I'm like, there's no way this guy has zero freaking points. And look. Aaron Rodgers is the guy that I should be directing my anger at, I, I suppose. <laughs> Only targeted MBS three times on that Thursday nighter, man. Threw the ball 30 times. Like, what the hell? Like we, like you said, me and you talked about it. We get it. You want to target Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Make your cue point. Don't do it <laughs> to my demise. Luckily, luckily, I started Traquan in the same league, and he helped pull me out. Uh, a win so it's not my rain is as bad as it could have been brighter days ahead for sure for MBS. but damn man that was that one hurt a lot of people because i mean with Cobb out it was like was there a more obvious pick for dfs on a one game slate as as that solid flex play nope next week we'll see what happens man yeah dude and i remember us texting back and forth and i'm just like I, I feel like he's just trying to force a point to McCarthy. Like, all right, you're not going to give the ball to Aaron Jones. I'm going to do it myself and flipping it out there. And I remember you see, <laughs> I remember you texting me back and be like, all right, we get it. We get it. Yeah, exactly. Point, point, point taken, man. It's like I was <laughs> checking the tape, making sure it was out there. Yeah, man, it was just, well, it's all good. I pulled out the win. Who else you got, man? All right. The other guy that I got to get in here, and I love him but he probably hurt your team, killed your team this week, and that's James Conner. 15 touches, only 49 yards. I I get it versus the Jags. This Jags defense up until this game has not looked like the same team. They've been middle of the pack versus running backs, rushing yards allowed per game on the season. 
And for the guy that you felt like was matchup proof, man, we saw him just absolutely ball out versus the Ravens, who also have a good run defense. To have this, it's rough, dude. But I'm not going to hate on that much on James Conner. I just got to get him in here because coming into this game, you felt like he's matchup proof, and it just it fell flat. He got the nine targets in this game, so you got to feel good about that. But, oh, my gosh, I was watching this game because I had so much Antonio Brown and DFS that I was like, I was my eyes were peeled. I could not turn the channel at all. And there was one pass. James Conner had it up the sideline, and then you saw him turn around too quick and flip, drop the ball, which would have been a gimme touchdown. I was like, hate throwing the remote and cussing and stuff. Uh, I, I was okay. Anyway, moving on. It, it was not good. Love James Conner the rest of the season. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Dude, and it was looking rough. I'm an AB owner, and it was like at halftime. I was like, uh, apparently it's like MVS uh, Antonio Brown is going to join the club. You know, <laughs> Big Ben was getting picked off every other time he he dropped back. Like you said, James Conner, I mean, a lot of those targets too, it was a lot of check down work because it was just like, damn, man, we got to get some kind of positive yards. And, you know, luckily AB was able to pull out. But, yeah, it, it was rough, man. The, the Jags. When they're playing the Steelers, man, they just they match up, they match up well, dude. So I, I wasn't shocked, but I was just glad that you know AB was able to get his next guy on my list, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look, the matchup was there, the weapons around him were there, didn't matter. We saw Ryan Fitzmagic turn back into Ryan Fitzpatrick through three interceptions. Eventually, got benched for Jameis Winston, eight fantasy points on the week. And look, I'm sure that there were plenty of people that started him this week thinking he'd manage a solid game. I was one of the guys that thought he would. Definitely didn't happen. We don't know what's going to happen in terms of what the Bucks decide to do next week. It's a revolving door with him and Jameis right now. It's a headache, man, and it's really a shame because, I mean, you think – you think you're good. You're safe to drop Jameis. You know, now you, you, you picked a Brian Fitzpatrick on the waivers or, you know, whatever you did. And now we're looking at possibly Jameis being right back in. I know there's, you know, there's money to be involved in terms of if Jameis Winston gets hurt. We'll see if that comes into play. It definitely didn't today in terms of them bringing him back in a game that they were down in. So who knows, man? You just got to throw up your hands and hope whichever one of them is in there continues to feed uh, you, you know, the fantasy options on here, the O.J. Howards, the, the Mike Evans, you guys keep doing what you need to do and solve the, the shit show that is the quarterback situation for the Bucks. Just keep feeding these other options that we can hope to have a little consistency as we go down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's so many questions about like this week and people are like, hey, do I start Fitzpatrick? And all these guys that fall in that like 10 to 15 range who could all be top 12 quarterbacks of the week, most times I'm like, nah, you go with this other guy. Nah, you go with this guy. Well, they're like, but, but, but you got Fitzpatrick above him. And I'm like, I get that, but you just never know when he's going to get benched. And we saw it this week. I cannot stand Jameis Winston. Ugh, I, 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 don't, I don't like him as a quarterback. Not at all. Not never, not ever, but this, this, it, it's, it's maddening. It's absolutely maddening. The Buccaneers need to pick a good, pick a dude, pick a dude and go with him. And don't let the other guy play. 
That's all we need. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's like on, you literally you literally this is the only team that you need to handcuff the quarterback and you because like the upside's there, you know what I mean? That's why it's so frustrating. It's not like the Bills where it doesn't matter because you're not playing it. It's like you want the starter because you know that the upside's there, but it, you just don't know who it's going to be week to week, so you got to handcuff the other one. So I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. All right, let's move on to the Monday night preview, the best Monday nighter of the year, Chiefs versus the Rams. These offenses rank second and third overall in points per game, so it is no surprise that this game has the highest point total ever, 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 man. Did you know that? Uh, Yeah, actually, I, I, I cheat code. I listen to way too many podcasts uh, i heard that but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah it's nuts man uh, when i heard it too i was like wow the ever man that tells you what kind of fi- firepower we're looking at tonight talk to me about patrick mahomes and those chiefs man holy moly all right uh all kinds of great start everybody that's it that's all i got all right pot over that's all hashtag analysis we're done on to the rams <laughs> is it bad if that's my answer too i mean no seriously like there, there's <laughs> every guy that you have is a possible option like patrick mahomes you know you're going to be starting him he's got into aaron Rodgers' territory you're never going to bench him he's number one in passing yards number one in passing touchdowns he's legit had six top Five finishes in his 10 games when the hell are you going to ever surmise benching Patrick Mahomes I can even possibly craft a really good argument for you to start him even during his bye week just because it makes your lineup sexier okay on to the running backs to cream hunt but really I mean locked and loaded RB1 he's fourth in red zone touches third in carries the guy is going up against a Rams team that has allowed in the last few weeks 188 yards to Mike Davis, two touchdowns with uh, Davis and Penny, 152, three touchdowns to Ingram and Kamara, and 86 yards and a touchdown to Aaron Jones. You're starting him as well. As far as the wide receivers, Tyreek Hill was in a smash spot. You know that he's going to go up and see some Marcus Peters in this game, who has been atrocious. Six touchdowns allowed in his coverage. 141.8 rating, 71% catch rate, all allowed by Marcus Peters. Four of those touchdowns are on go routes. Do you know what uh, Tyreek Hill's second most run route is? Mm, It's a go route. So Tyreek Hill is going to smash and grab this week. As far as Kelsey, he's the number two tight end in fantasy. There's no way in hell you are benching him ever. He's had 90 or more yards in five of his 10 games. He leads this team in targets, and he's second in yards and receiving touchdowns. You start all the dudes. The only guy that you got to worry about, and I'll give it a little bit of an analysis in air quotes, is Sammy Watkins. We don't know if he's going to play in this one, and if he doesn't play, Chris Conley is going to be on your waiver wire. I promise you, because unless you're playing Dynasty, there's no way in hell anybody has Chris Conley rostered on their team. And this is a guy, you got to keep him in the back pocket. If you have Watkins, if you were planning on him to play, and he doesn't in this one, Chris Conley has absolutely dominated zone coverage. And the reason I bring this up, because the Rams have mostly played zone coverage in their secondary this year. 
Chris Conley, 66.7 catch rate, two touchdowns, and a 132.5 rating versus zone coverage. If you have Watkins and you've been playing the hope that he plays and he doesn't, Chris Conley is a good dart to throw in this high total. On to the Rams. All right, start everybody, Willie. Yeah, I'm basically on your same bus, man. I mean, what do you say about the Rams? I mean, look, Jared Goff, we talked about him last week, number three quarterback in fantasy, taking on the Chiefs defense, allowed the most passing yards than any other defense, and the 11th most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. This defense isn't good, man. That's the only thing that can hold this Chiefs team uh, from making a deep run this year. You're firing up Goff. You're not even thinking about it. Todd Gurley, I mean, if there's any player other than Patrick Mahomes that you're saying to to fire up, and like you said, I'll probably start Todd Gurley on his bye week next week as well just because you can't bench the dude. He's in the same category, and, and, and we talked about this as well. Not only is Kansas City giving up the most points per game to opposing running backs, but I talked about how I expect the Rams to toss him a, a couple more targets his way in this one. The Chiefs are giving up, up more receiving yards to running backs than any other team in the second most receptions. The dude can do it all. We know what kind of season he's having. We don't need to talk anymore about him. For the wide receivers, I mean, damn, they're getting up there too, man. Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods have been amazing this year. We, we know Cooper Cup is gone, which elevates their target shares even more. Both dudes rank inside the top 10 in fantasy scoring on the season. Josh Reynolds is the one guy that by now the hype is you've heard about it. Unless if you're listening to us and you haven't heard about the Josh Reynolds hype, I, I quite frankly, thank you, but I don't know what you're doing. Uh, sneaky DFS start throw, but, but I want to see how things pan out. He is obviously probably going to have a, a pretty fair share in terms of a single slate uh, percentage owned today, just because, I mean, you, you got to save some money somewhere. Josh Reynolds is that guy. Another guy is Gerald Everett, some sneaky streamer upside that you might have been in a pinch. I like him. Also, without Cup uh, moving forward, matchup is there against the Chiefs, who have given the second most receiving yards to opposing tight ends. I am throwing some darts at him tonight in uh, the single game slate to save some cash, and he has some upside. When you play on an offense, whether it's the Chiefs, the Rams, the Saints, you try to save money on these guys because they could just explode anytime. Anybody can go off, dude. It, I am so excited for this game. More than anything else, man, I just can't wait to see these teams go at it and see who comes out on top. Derek, who do you got, man? Final score. Oh, man. I, uh, You know what? Screw it. I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs all day just because I, I think their defense has been playing a little bit better. And I, I like it, man. I don't think there's any way the Rams stop this team at all. I'm flipping it on the other side, man. I'm going 33 to 30 Rams get the win either way, dude. I cannot wait to see this, man. We know what's going to be talked about. This could be the Super Bowl preview. Oh, and rightfully so. These teams are amazing, man. And I can't, I can't wait to see these two big, uh, big dogs throw some fists and see who comes out on top. That is a wrap. You can find me on Twitter at WillieFF247. Hit up Derek at Debro underscore FFB and hit us up on the main page at FFB underscore 247. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. We will be back recapping the action from tonight's game, shifting gears to next week. Ethan will be on dropping some injury knowledge. You guys know how we do it by now. Derek, we'll catch you next time. Oh, yes. For 24-7, we are out.